Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back to the huddle. Dave Schwartz, Charlie Weiss. Pete Nigerian is off uh, bidding on an Aston Martin. For Charlie and I, we'll have to split that. By the way, it's actually the Rolls Royce Spectre. It was oh well, maybe we don't have to split. He was that going one. lot thirty eight, so <laughs> that's a good. I would go for the Rolls Royce Spectre. Uh, big week for your Minnesota students. By the way, podcast from hour number one. If you missed anything uh, from the first hour, make sure you check out the podcast. You can get it on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. We had Chris Hine on from the Star Tribune to talk a little Timberwolves. Uh, not overwhelmingly positive. <laughs> Today, uh, from Chris Hine, as it, you can imagine it would be after a tough loss to the uh, the San Antonio Spurs last night. So a big week for St. Paul, a big week for Major League Baseball, a big week for the Twins. Joe Maurer, first ballot Hall of Famer. Not any debate in my eyes, as we've said for weeks, Charlie, that, that Joe Maurer deserved to be in the Hall of Fame uh, for for so many reasons. Played two positions, was was a phenomenal hitter. Nobody caught a game we've heard over and over. Mm-hmm. Nobody could call a game better than Joe Maurer. But this week, David Justice, former Atlanta Brave, and I think Charlie, wasn't he a Yankee for he a little sure while? He sure was a Yankee. Yes, he, he was. He was a Yankee. Uh, so David Justice, um, well, let's just not put it kindly. He needs to shut up. He tweeted this week, I'll, uh, someone had tweeted, uh, if Joe Maurer is in, Don Mattingly should be in. Someone had tweeted, and he, he retweets this and says, I agree, and I'll add one more. Gary Sheffield, I didn't know that you can you can get into the Hall of Fame with over 140, only 143 home runs and less than 1,000 RBIs in 15 seasons. Sheffield has 2,689 hits, 509 home runs, and 1,676 RBIs. Make it make sense. Okay. Here's the problem. Not only are you talking about different positions, different players, etc. When you compare both of them together, Gary Sheffield was an incredibly feared hitter. He, he was imposing. He stood in that batter's box with the hardware on his arm, the, 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 the bouncing bat back and forth, and his swing was incredible. And when he connected with it, it flew. Okay? He, he was amazing. Power, for, pure power, yes. He had more power than Joe Maurer. No, no question about it. But when it came to being in the field, Gary Sheffield was much more of a liability, number one. Joe Maurer, from behind the plate, was, for many years, the best catcher in the game. Not just because he could hit well, but because he could hit where he wanted to. They were timely hits. They were clutch hits. And he knew exactly what the pitchers should throw to each hitter. 
So the statistics category is silly because they're different. You can't compare them. When you look at their careers, though, let's not forget that Joe Maurer came out of the gate hot almost his first to second year. First year, he only hit, he only played in 35 games. Second year, 131 games. Third year, 140. We're at 347 his third year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gary Sheffield, it took him five years before he could get above the 300 mark. And it took him a second team because he didn't do it in Milwaukee. He kind of flunked out there, number one. But let's talk about the biggest issue here, and that is performance-enhancing drugs. Mm-hmm. Gary Sheffield has been named in that, and that will forever mark him from being in the Hall of Fame, I think. And it should mark him from being in the Hall of Fame. I don't think it will forever. I think that those guys eventually get in. You, do you really point. think so? Yeah, I do. I, I think eventually, 30 years from now, I, I think they do. I think the longer it goes away from their career, the less of a chance that it is that they're going to happen because we will start to see players do better things without that hanging over their head. Those bonds numbers are – I don't know if we ever see that. I don't know we will either. But it, but baseball, baseball writers hold a grudge, Charlie, and they yeah. don't and, – and let's not also forget that another big difference between Joe Maurer and the rest of these guys is how they handled the media. That is, and I think that's the biggest argument, right? Is There's a huge I, I part think of it. that he, Joe Maurer, deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. But Joe Maurer got in on the first ballot because he is a likable, good guy to media and to the fans. That is, that now, is why he is a first ballot Hall of Famer and not maybe a second or a third, based purely on numbers, based just on what you look at for that. It is because he is a, he's a good guy. Also, you know the the Sheffield comparison. If you're looking. You know, it's about expectations versus performance, right? You're expecting your heavy-hitting right fielder, left fielder, corner outfielder to put up big numbers. That is what they're supposed to do. That's mm-hmm. what they're there for. And, yeah, they're liability on defense sometimes, but they're there to mash the ball. The ca- you're not expecting your catcher to be a, uh, you know, a batting champion. That is not the expectations that you come in with as uh, for a catcher. So I think there's a, yeah, there's a lot of expectation versus reality going on with some of those numbers and why these guys are viewed certain ways when you do look at the raw numbers and they're not that different. I'll say this for Joe Maurer, and and you brought this up, how he was with the media. One of the smartest things that Joe Maurer would do, because here's the thing, he wasn't always available after every game. And I remember many, many times waiting in the Twins locker room for Joe Maurer to, to come out, and he didn't. Now, that's probably because he just didn't feel like talking to the media, and and Goodness knows they deserve to not have to deal with us all the time. And there's no problem with that. But rather than go out there and risk saying something he doesn't want to say or, or get irritated by something he doesn't want to hear, Maurer did a great, great job of keeping – I want to put this the right way. He kept things close to the vest. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that because when you're a hometown guy in a hometown state, you are under so much scrutiny. Everything Joe Maurer did was scrutinized to the nth degree. And and that's probably, you know, when he when he dealt with things like bilateral leg weakness and, and things that were that were serious. There were people still doubting that he was even dealing with that stuff, which is crazy. But when you're the hometown guy in a in your hometown playing here, there is you are under a huge microscope. And so I think one of the smartest things that Joe Maurer did was be, and we joke about it, but I mean 
he's he was as plain as plain can be. You know, you you got really plain answers from Joe. Now he was a super nice guy, and he knew how to play the media game. But I never really felt like anyone really got to know a ton about Joe Maurer because he kept so much close to the vest. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. My my experiences around Joe, great guy, but uh, yeah, you, you, I mean, some of the guys guarded you, to a degree. Well, yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. Yeah, but no, no doubt that all of this plays a factor, and and it, it bugs me that guys like David Justice, you know, and this bugs me. Just because one guy's in the Hall of Fame doesn't mean you have to try to cancel him out to get another guy in. Joe Maurer deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. And if you disagree with that, then you're wrong because he's there. Gary Sheffield at this point is not there, and a lot of that is because of how he dealt with writers and because of his name being surrounded with with performance-enhancing drugs. And that's not going to change. And I know you, you say maybe it will at some point. I think it I don't know that it will. Yeah. And if it does, maybe we need to revisit whether P. Rose should be in the Hall of Fame because he wasn't – You know, what's worse, performance-enhancing drugs or gambling? Are they the same? To me, they are. I, I mean, if you're going to start yeah. saying that guys who had their names inside the steroid era, you know, now you got to start to ask yourself, well, is it time to let bygones be bygones, especially now with gambling so rampant as a part of sports? That's the big thing, right? Is, is both, just how much it's taken over. And, and they're, at they're endorsing now. it. Yeah. The sports are endorsing it, yet you're still keeping this guy out of the Hall of Fame for that. I, I think that's that's a bit of a. Oh, what's the ter- what's the terminology for that pot calling the kettle black kind of thing? Yeah. I, I just I don't think that's see true. that's one thing. I'm not I'm not against it per se. I'm I'm willing to have the conversation. My gut at this point is just like ah, but it's Pete Rose and it's it's you know the history there behind it and everything that happened. I'm like ah, does should he be in over Barry Bonds or something like that? Because Barry Bonds is the tough one, right? Because he was putting up Hall of Fame numbers before he ever took a performance enhancing drug. He was putting up some of just those incredible numbers in Pittsburgh when he looked like a normal human being and not some some freak. Uh, I mean, I'm willing to have the Pete Rose conversation. I can be convinced I'm not there yet, I think is yeah. my answer. Well, and he's become, unfortunately for Pete, he's become kind of the poster child of this. And, yeah. and he it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot because Major League Baseball is going to have to reverse course on a lot. Uh, in order to let him in. Yeah, and so you, I, it's interesting. Did you see the, uh, in, in the? I mean, with gambling so rampant, we're seeing this more and more with different players. Kayshawn Boutte, uh, who is an LSU player and is now, I believe, with New England Patriots, just got arrested or charged or something along those lines with an insane amount of betting on yeah. some of his own games at LSU. The pa- Pandora's box is open. And, and you know, you... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, we've talked about this before about a, a college football players um, this year. It's happened. I remember back at the beginning of the season, we talked about a couple of players. Well, there's I, the guys. Iowa scandal. The right? Iowa yeah. guys. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and and what really irritates me about it is that there is plenty of other ways legally now in NS, in NCAA football for these guys to make money and and make it off their own. You know, we we've talked about NIL and all that to to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. So they don't have to go that way. Uh, to get the to get the extra thing, so it's it's a problem, but it's part of sports. Yeah. And I think at some point here, Major League Baseball is going to have to really weigh in on this issue: what's worse, gambling or performance enhancing drugs? Yeah, because well, both of them can affect the outcome of a game. And I'll say quickly, just uh, you know, this one in particular, it, it doesn't seem to be about 
making money. I mean, some of these are just this seemed like an addict. He made 20 bets yeah. a day, 20 wow. a day for like a year, two years. It was some 8,000 plus bets uh, over over the time that they would. So I, and I mean, that's a big issue, too, that we don't talk about enough. You know, at the end of the commercials, they say gamble responsibly. Well, a lot of people don't gamble responsibly and they still have the opportunity to do it. It's uh, yeah. it's very disturbing uh, what's what's happening. And they say it very quietly, too. <laughs> very quietly, very, very quick. Quiet. They speed it up, you know, yep. Yep. right they at do. the end. It's this an issue. Responsible. Well, let's uh, let's switch gears, shall we? Hockey Day Minnesota was yesterday. Uh, Jess Myers from The Rink Live is going to join us. If you didn't read it, he wrote a great article about uh, being on the bench as an alumni, not playing, but he grew up in that area. The War Road Roseau rivalry. It was great last night. That's where Hockey Day Minnesota was. He'll join us next. We'll talk about Hockey Day Minnesota. We'll talk a little college hockey as well. You're listening to The Huddle on 830 WCCO. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome back to the huddle. 1123 on a Sunday morning. So excited to have Jess Myers from The Rink Live joining us now on the John Schuster Colwell Banker Hotline. Jess, where are you? Are you driving back from War Road right now? I just turned south onto Highway 72, just leaving Bidette, Minnesota. Lovely Bidette, which was the home of the first Hockey Day, Minnesota. So, uh, sure was. Kind of a, a, a historical tour here going on. Yeah, I left, uh, left War Road maybe an hour ago, heading, heading home. It's a good six, six and a half hours, no matter how you how you slice it. If you if you pay any kind of attention to the speed limits, so uh, I always say I love my hometown, but you don't get there by accident. For for people that that don't understand this rivalry and and don't understand what War Road, what hockey means to War Road and Rozo, uh, growing growing up in this as you did, and you wrote about this, which we'll talk about in a minute on uh, in your article this week. What does hockey mean to those two communities at at the high school level? You know, hockey is just something that both communities do really well. Um, it, it was fun after I left Warroad. I was a youth hockey coach in the Twin Cities for a while, and Warroad would come down and play Burnsville or Apple Valley or these big, you know, cosmopolitan suburbs. And these suburban kids would be like, "Oh, this little town. Wait, what? What can they do?" I said, 
watch out, be careful, because this is what they do. <laughs> they take great pride in it. You know, the, the guys that played 20 years ago, they come back and coach, and, and, you know, they put resources, community resources, into their facilities, into training, into camps, all of that. And it's a kind of a culture that builds on itself. You know, a, a guy that was a, a college Division One player 20 years ago is coaching, you know, the next round now. So it, it really is a fun rivalry. It's kind of a civic rivalry in addition to being a sports rivalry because they're neighboring towns, and you know how that goes, you know, in the same mm-hmm. county and all of that. Um, you know, everybody goes to Roseau to go to the county fair. Everybody from Roseau comes to Warro to go fishing in the summer on Lake of the Woods. So, uh, you know, it's, it's two <laughs> – Two mostly friendly neighbors, but boy, uh, not so friendly when they get on the ice together. I loved your article this week about um, showing up for the alumni game and and not playing, but rather writing about it. Uh, and I think a lot of us can can uh, uh, you know kind of ascribe to that. I I played an alumni game for a team I used to coach a few uh, about last month. And I, I didn't feel right for about a week and a half. And, and there comes a point, I think, when we all realize the time has passed us by. Uh, tell me about what it was like to witness it. You're watching this alumni game. And this is not just any alum, like your normal alumni game. These alumni are guys that have spent time in major juniors, college, the pros as well. And, and Jared Bethune, who I quoted in my story, he said, I haven't been this pumped up for a game since I was in high school. Because because if you're a Warro guy, you see those green and white jerseys, and there's something there's a switch that flips in your brain. And I'm sure it's the same for for the Rozo guys. You know, many of whom I've gotten to know are great people. They see that uh, black and gold in the in the Warrior head logo, and it's like, oh boy, this is real. This is this is big stuff. You know that that was such an emotional part of high school is those games against Rozo. I tell people, uh, you know, one of the highlights of my senior year of high school. Obviously, the top highlight was making the state hockey tournament, which is every kid's dream. And I was the, the team statistician on a, on a group that won Section 8 and went down to the old one-class tournament. But the other highlight of our career was our last game we ever played against Rozo in their arena, mm-hmm. a 6-1 to one win. You know, not, not only beat them, but kind of beat them going away. And that was just a, a fantastic way for me to, to end that rivalry. So so things just stay with you. I haven't lived in Warroad in 35 years or so, but – uh, you know, I always say when when people say you're an ex world warrior, I say there's no such thing because once you're a world warrior, it's it's <laughs> for life. And, and same and same with the Rosa Rams. I mean, you you see just the the pride they take in where they're from and and the things they do on the hockey rink. You know, it's just just it's so much fun this weekend. Well, it was a nice win yesterday for the Gopher men's hockey team uh, after a tough one on on Friday night uh, on Hockey Day Minnesota uh, yesterday. When you look at this team and you, and you look at the roster, some of the names, they, they just really pop. The, the Rhett Pitlick, Jimmy Snuggerud, Bryce Brodzinski, Oliver Moore, Sam Renzel. There's so much talent, top-end talent on this team. I, I love comparisons because that's what we do. Jess, you know that. We always compare. When you're looking from last year's team to this year, granted last year's team lost some really great players, but they still have a lot of really good guys here. Are the expectations, as, as we kind of move into the second half of the season, the same for this hockey team as they were last year? I really think the expectation among the diehard Gopher faithful is always the same. Anything less than a national championship is a disappointment. You know, uh, you see that all, all the winning this team has done in the last five years and all of Bob Motzko has done to kind of reignite the fan base, you know, a couple of Big Ten titles in a row, two trips to the Frozen Four in a row, you know, four minutes away from a national championship last year. And a, a game like Friday night where they have a lead 
And then it slips away in the third period. How many social media posts do I see about, you know what, this just isn't working. It's time for a change. You know, and you, you kind of have to roll your eyes and, and you know, uh, treat it that way. But the expectations are very high. And this is a team that has a core of fantastic players, a lot of guys who decided to come back for that fifth year and, and say, let's give it another kick at the can. Let's try and run it back. Granted, you don't have Logan Cooley. You don't have Matthew Knight. You don't have Brock Faber. These are all guys that are playing in the NHL and are going to be doing that for a long time and making a lot of money. And last year's team was really a special collection of talent. But there's no reason, you know, there's no glaring weaknesses I see in this team that says this isn't a team that should contend for a national championship here in a month or two. Jess Myers from the Rink Live joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Tell me of these of this group which one who will make the best NHLer. Rhett Pitlick, Jimmy Snuggerud, Bryce Brodzinski, Oliver Moore, or Sam Renzel? Boy, that's a t- that's a nice list. <laughs> you know, and Sam Renzel has something that you can't teach, and that's being what about six four, six five. He's huge. He's really yeah, growing, he's monstrous. He's really growing very quickly into a a, a very good player. Season. The St. Louis Blues were in town wild, statistically in the NHL. And I made a comment about that on social media, and somebody said, you know what they need is they need a big, hard slap shot from the point. And all these Gopher fans said, hey, quiet, shut up. We don't want to talk about that just yet. <laughs> because the way that Jimmy Snuggerud unleashes the puck when you get it on his stick is going to translate to the NHL immediately. Yeah. It's one of those, you know, Matt Dumba early in his career when he was firing away from the blue line and was just deadly with it. You see that in Jimmy Snugger. So I think he is a guy, as soon as this spring, if the Blues somehow make the playoffs, he's a guy that could step right into that lineup and be an impact player. Well, I, I don't think that there's any chance between these two guys. Listen, we all know Connor Bedard's going to win uh, Rookie of the Year, even if he doesn't get back on the ice again with a, with a broken jaw. But the fact that you've got two former Gophers in, in, in Brock Faber and Logan Cooley, who very much could be considered a favorite without Connor Bedard in the picture this year, which one of those two guys will finish higher in the voting, do you think? I think Brock Faber. I think yeah. just you know what he has done – in the absence of Jared Spurgeon stepping up and eating up all the minutes he has and just, you know, an absolutely calming presence. You, you don't see other teams directing the puck toward Rock Faber saying, oh, that guy's a rookie, let's go towards him, because they know immediately what this guy's been able to do. It's been just such a seamless transition. We saw him and was playing 20-plus minutes a night. Um, you know, I, I said it at that time, Brock Faber's going to play – play in the NHL for 20 years, barring an injury. Jess, always appreciate the time. Thank you for the laughs in your article this week and for your coverage in Hockey Day. We appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Dave. Always great to talk hockey. You have a great Sunday. You too, buddy. Good to, Safe travels back down to the cities. Jess Myers from the Rink Live joining us on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. We'll take a break. Come back. You're listening to the Huddle on 830 WCCO. Welcome back to the huddle, 1138 on the Sunday morning, January 28th. If you missed it this week, Caitlin Clark, Iowa's outstanding female basketball player, women's basketball player, uh, who has just been, had a phenomenal career there. After Iowa lost to Ohio State, fans stormed the court 
and knocked Caitlin Clark to the ground, running her into the ground. He ran into her. The fan was an idiot, did not look at what they were doing, ran right into her, and could have seriously injured her. She wasn't seriously injured, which is great. But it got me thinking, and and I did a little reading, and I came across an article in Forbes magazine, and yes, I have read Forbes magazine before. <laughs> Susan Shaw, who's a contributor, writes an article this week that says storming the court isn't worth the risks. And before you sit there and say, oh, come on, it's just people being being happy fans. They mm-hmm. love it. They paid for their ticket. They deserve to be a part of all this. To you, I say, storming the court is stupid. And I've always felt this way long before Caitlin Clark got hurt last week, this past week. She didn't get hurt. She was... Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Almost hurt. Almost hurt. She got run into. Can you tell I disagree with you? Could have been worse. Huh? Can you tell I disagree with you? I know you do, and (laughs) and I'm glad. I have always thought storming the court and storming the field is stupid, and for a couple reasons. Number one, often involved in this is some property damage when you go down and you rip the goalposts out of the ground for football, and it's that costs money. In this article, in fact. She quotes it's about $100,000 to replace a goalpost when it happens. Well, that's absurd. Number two, players can get hurt. And and you can roll your eyes at this, and that's okay. But what Caitlin Clark is worth in her NIL money right now, if she got hurt, not only would it cost her money for her career in professional sports, but the NIL money that she's getting right now could go away. And it's only a matter of time before, you know, imagine if it's a college football. Imagine imagine if it's J.J. McCarthy and they storm the field after they win the national championship. Someone steps on his ankle or knee or something, and there's some very serious damage done. It's only a matter of time, Charlie, before something like this happens. And I know people are going to say I'm an idiot for this, and that's fine. But I think it's stupid, and I think it needs to be out of the game. It makes no sense. And also, act like you've been there before. I remember. Oh, I, I, I hate three, that argument. I hate. Act that. like you've been there. Have fun. Listen, it was three, but people. It's dangerous. It's not even just. It's not also the just dangerous. dangerous to the people is on so the court. Mi- is so minuscule. The, what about the danger of the people that are coming down and get trampled? I. What are sports for, Dave? What? Are, what? Why do we play sports? Why do we watch sports? Why do we enjoy sports? What is? What is the whole purpose? What is to the point? Enjoy of, to enjoy the drama. To, to enjoy have fun. The, the jubilation. Yes. The excitement. But why do you have to run on the field of play to have fun? It is one way that you can have more fun. Uh, and yes, it, there is a an inherent danger to it. Yes, absolutely. I'm not arguing with that. I would say that danger, though pales in comparison to the to the joy the overwhelming joy it still is a special thing that does not happen every game if th- this was happening after every win that every team had then yeah i would be on your side but it so happens i'd say what much. are we doing if it is still a special thing it it is 
there is a point where I will get there and I'll say, man, you, you beat your rival. They're not even ranked. They're nothing. They're, you've been good this year. You were favorites. I, I can agree with that. But for the most part, it is still a special thing. It is a, it is a sheer outpouring of joy after a big win, and that is what okay. sports is about. Okay. Let's put this to the, to the uh, WCCO talking text line. Okay. Let, let's just put this out there. What is a worthy situation to storm the court for? Because I think about, I was at Kinnick uh, years ago. This was, I don't know, it had to be three or four or five years ago. When the Gophers went down to Iowa, mm-hmm. and they were ranked, and Iowa beat them, and the Iowa fans stormed the field. And I don't even, it, it was so ridiculous because Iowa is so, in that series, has done so, is, is so heavily favored in that series. That that's ridiculous to storm the field, not the least of which is that was my, one of my favorites when I saw a guy in an Alex Ovechkin jersey wondering, why are you wearing this <laughs> and, and uh, storming the yeah. field in Iowa? If you're uh, ever but, a, a betting favorite, you shouldn't storm the field, right? That's, that's, that's an obvious. If you're ever the betting favorite, you can't storm the field. I just think with as much as athletes are worth now in the college game, it becomes a liability. And it, it, it's not the same as it was five to ten years ago. See, where, I think that's old man uh, syndrome. I think that's, that's old fine. man Listen, syndrome. I will pull up. I will hike my pants up high and walk out on my front everything lawn and tell you to get off Everything was better in my it. day. Absolutely. My day was so much nicer and everything was more important and the sun shined brighter. <laughs> okay, wait. <laughs> I'm laughing because I don't know if you see this on the uh, city on the uh, WCCO talking text line. Someone, <laughs> someone texts in. For how well Caitlin Clarks can see the basketball court, how could she not see the fan coming? <laughs> yeah. Also, I saw somebody claiming it was a dive, Dave. I don't know. Somebody said she took a dive. For what purpose? I don't know. I don't think it was. I but just, I just like that that rivalry is so much that you're like, ah, screw her. Even I, though she's the one that was the victim here. I hate it. I, I just I don't see. You want to win an if you win a national championship. Or something like that, and, and you're like you're heavily. That's the you time know, you're when you're not the favorite. You're underdog. Then you want if you want to storm it, I guess. But I just I don't see that you have that right as a ticket carrying member to an event. The national championship is like the one time that nobody storms the court, right? Because it's not because even fans of the team. No, because there's no fans well, of the team too. there. It's that's it's all you know. It's so expensive. You don't. So you want to be able to to storm the field. There's against your rival. You're the underdog. There are so many good reasons to to have that outpouring. And guess what? Ask the players what they think of it. Ask them. Ask them. Because I bet well, you. I, be, like I bet you the winners when that happens. When it is your fans on the field after a big win. I bet they love it. I disagree. They 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 may. I I just I I bet you every coach hates it. I bet every yeah, coach probably. goes. I bet you the coaches do. I do not want to. I do not want my my players out here. How is it any different than 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 what than the malice in the palace? Than than get, coming out of the stands to fight a player. I, I mean, any time that you're entering the court of play, and I can I can actually hear you rolling your eyes at me right now, Charlie. So go ahead. Really, there's no but, difference between the malice in the palace and storming. The, come on, Dave. It's a bit. Come yes, on. it's an it's an exaggeration. But my point is the same, and it's the same for both. Fans should stay in the stands. Players should stay on the court or field, and they should not mix. Fun is fun. It's fun to do. Keep it up. 
Someone says she took a flop because her team got beat and she was displaying sour grapes. I don't know how taking a flop when they storm the court's going to do anything. What's I mean, the point of that? You know, I love that you must be a big Gopher fan and hate Iowa that much, but <laughs> come on. Yeah, she she didn't mean to get yeah, run into. They, she didn't want that to a, happen. Oh, so much I love that base. there's a rivalry, though. I love that you hate them that much that you're like, yeah, she got run into by that fan on purpose. She hated Someone it. Someone says, Dave, stop whining about Caitlin Clark. She flopped. Totally a drama queen moment. Uh, you've been sucked into the hype over her. It'll, it'll hey, come out. I, I mean, come on. Why? Why is she <laughs> flopping? There's no point. She's not particularly liked by her teammates, someone says. Watch closely. Uh, oh, yeah, there you go. This is a good one. Put a cage around the court and get off my lawn. <laughs> I already did in baseball. These are great. These are great. I, I, I just I don't see a point of it. I don't see the point of it. I, don't, I, I think it's, it's silly. I don't think that any time that the fans get out of the stands and the players get off the court or field, it's, a, it's bad news. You know, age seems to make people lose their whimsy. I'm not looking forward to that. I, I'm, and liking, I, I'm liking my whimsy these days. I was there when Adam uh, Adam Weber and oh what was the guy's name Jeff he went on to coach at Nevada after that when they won and I think it was Iowa they stormed the field and it was crazy and it, but once again like fans should stay fans should stay in the stands fans should stay in the stands that's all I'm saying fun is if fun Big keep Ten, it up if the Gophers beat Wisconsin for the axe at home to seal a trip to the Big Ten championship same game you're saying act like you've been there before get a clue okay. I still think you should act like you've been there before. No, because you haven't. All right. All right, we're going to take a break. I, I have to go yell at the uh, kids that are on my lawn. We'll be right back. <laughs> Good song. Welcome back to the Hut 1152. Continuing our storming the court, storming the field talk. Shocker, uh, in, in Minnesota, a lot of people not big fans of Caitlin Clark. But Jay Billis agrees with me, doesn't he, Charlie? Jay Billis does agree, says fans don't belong on the court, but that's okay. Everybody has their own personal right to be completely wrong about something. <laughs> um, Jay's wrong, the majority you're wrong, of people, the texture is wrong. Yeah, the majority of people think I'm wrong, but there is one person, thank you, there, someone uh, to the WCCO text line said there's no good reason to storm the field. Only bad things could come from it. Everyone can celebrate from the stands. You know what else? You know only celebrate bad from things, the stands. You know what else? Only bad things can come from uh, leaving your house. Uh, you know you could get in a car crash. You could uh, slip and fall on the ice. Bad things happen when you leave the house. Yes, there is an inherent danger, but it's fun. It's good. It gets Why? everybody in because it's because it is. Why is anything fun? Why is anything? Because you have to good? run onto the court and, you, and try to run into in, a player. You don't try to run into the players. You try to celebrate as a group in one big mass of people. It is Go incredibly to the parking fun. Parking lot. That doesn't work. That's not how. That's that doesn't happen. Go to the parking lot. Everybody to comes bar. together to celebrate a massive victory on the field with your team. There is nothing better about it. There's nothing better in sports. Uh, it is so it after is incredibly our, fun. After this great show that we've put together today, we're going to open up the doors of the radio station, and everybody's going to run in and storm right into your area, Charlie. I'd celebrate with them. Why not? Would you? 
I'm I'm sorry. Gonna... If somebody wants to come in and celebrate a sh- radio show well done on WCCO, <laughs> yes, I will let them come in and we could celebrate together. Absolutely, let's celebrate together, shall we? Oh my goodness! Uh, by the way, did you see that last night in the uh, the Wolves game with uh, San Antonio that a bat? Got onto the got into the uh, arena in yeah, San Antonio. Yeah, my question was: Was that on purpose? Because the 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 mascot was wearing a Batman costume. I don't know if it wasn't planned. That was brilliant to throw on a Batman. I mean, it had to have been. See, now, if it was planned, that's even worse, though, right? They had to they had to pause the game. I don't think. I guess I don't know what to think because the guy's got a Batman suit, so clearly this is something that he's. That, that that they were ready for, but I agree with you. If you're letting a bat into the arena, that poses some inherent danger as well. I think. Uh, this is not the first bat incident they've had down there, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is at least like the second or, or third bat that they've had to catch. Oh, someone's ripping you on the uh, I can see Charlie. that. I can see that. I'll, uh, I'll read this yeah. one very happily. Uh, you sound like a teenager. You can't use the excuse of something is fun to validate it. Otherwise... People could do anything they want because they think it's fun, Charlie. You know what's fun? Robbing banks. Well, people Can do I go have do a, you know, there is such a thing as a moral compass. If your morals tell you that you can't rush the field, I think that's kind of a weird morality clause. I think that everybody has their own morals. Yeah, I don't know. If you're, you're a bank robber and you think it's fun to rob banks and you don't have those morals, I don't know. Go to court, say it, you know, whatever. We have a societal moral, though, that goes along with it, and I don't think mm. rushing the court goes against that. All right. Well, it's a good thing they didn't rush the court last night. You'd get bitten by a, a bat in San Antonio. So I'm reading a little more. Uh, dressed. This comes from the AP. Dressed in a Batman costume, the Spurs mascot, the Coyote, captured the bat with a net after numerous failed attempts. The Coyote previously corralled two bats See? while former Spurs star Manu Ginobili swatted others uh, to the court with his bare hand in 2009. So it wasn't planned, but it sounds like the Spurs – have a contingency plan if a bat comes I on mean, the court. Are bats a, a big thing in San Antonio that I don't know about? Is this uh, just a common issue? Is this I mean, common it's elsewhere? Enough, enough for him to have a Batman costume. Batman costume and a net. Yeah, he had to have it was net a good to go net. Along with it. Well, maybe the bat, the coyote should practice a little more because he missed on the first couple of attempts. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> All right, good show today. If you missed any of it, the podcast will be up. Hour number one's up right now. Hour number two will be up after we finish in about three minutes. Thanks to Jess Myers. Thanks to Chris Hine. Thanks to Charlie. Thanks to Pete, and thanks to you for listening. Have a great Sunday, everybody. We'll see you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during O'Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh. 
Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.